Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk. Podcast. The following is a paid program. All right, here we go. Good Saturday afternoon, everybody. My name, Rich Orris, and by day, I'm a senior home consultant with Mosby Building Arts, advising the general public on the best practices for their home remodeling needs. By By weekend, (laughs) by night, I sleep. By weekend, I am your host of Ride at Home with Rich for the next hour, trying to accomplish Basically, the same mission live on the air for you today. Thanks for tuning in with me and sharing your Saturday afternoon. I'm here to share everything about remodeling and to answer your home improvement questions. So, the number you need to reach me, 314-241-9797. And don't forget, when you call in, ask a question on the air, you will be eligible for that $25 Stephanina's gift card giveaway Again, the number you need, 314-241-9797. Make sure that you leave us your phone number so we can contact you when you're the big winner. So on today's show, I would, I would what I'd really like to do is update everyone on kind of the pulse, the heartbeat of the home remodeling industry to date. Um, how much are people spending on their home improvements? Um, I've got a fraud report from the Missouri Attorney General, local Missouri thing, plus how will all of this tie into kitchen, bath, and remodeling around your home, and of course, last but certainly not least, I will unveil another ride-at-home hack halfway through the show. You do not want to miss this one for sure. Probably my most interesting hack to date. I'm telling you, I'm excited about this one, so Let's get this stuff started, and I want to talk to you about your remodeling project, experiences around your house. Call in today, 314-241-9797, and uh, let's get this started with um, kind of the, the the things going on around Mosby again. So today was our kitchen seminar, the big one at, at Roth Living, and um, I'm sure everybody that's probably getting ready to wrap up here, I think they're going to be having lunch here in a little bit. And uh, wrapping that thing up, it was a really good, exciting one, I'm sure, for everybody there. But if you could not make that one, do not worry. So coming in August, we have an exteriors seminar. So if you're thinking around outside the house, roofing, siding, windows, doors, everything exterior, we will have that seminar August 24th. It will be at the Lodge of De Pairs, starts at 1030, get there, get there about 10. Um, you can contact us to get uh, registered for it. You can email events at mosby.com. 
or you can just give us a call, 314-909-1800, or just check out our website. There's a lot of information there about these events and everything, and you can contact us and and register from there at callmosby.com. So um, I found some really interesting information just about the the general, uh, you know, home remodeling industry information and, and kind of how things are going. And really what brought it on is just looking and reading all these articles. And it was like article after article, kind of the same thing, different, said different ways, different, different things about it. Um, and Eric, you've probably felt this a little bit because I know we've kind of talked about it um, where over the past year or so, I know you've talked about several small projects around your house. Oh, and, yeah. Trying to get somebody to put in a vanity. I remember that one. We were uh, like, "That was why is it so hard?" <laughs> I'm still asking that question. Why? Why was that so hard? Yeah. So I probably got your answer here. All right. So because there's just a ton of articles about you know everything in the industry and how it's going, and it's like you know booming economy, housing market booming. You know everybody's busy. Everybody is just kind of running like crazy. It is just simply harder to get people to, to do things and to, you know, especially once it gets busy, of course, everybody's, then they're able to kind of pick and choose, Yeah, you know, well, who just puts in a vanity when you can, this person's calling about a whole bathroom or, you know, and so, but it's very, it's getting very difficult to fill the positions. It's growing so much and, and having the right people, and getting them filled and being able to accommodate the need from everybody is really where it's getting hard. So that's where your, your issues come in. It's kind of like, okay, so right now, if you're good, you're working, Yeah, you're busy, you've got things going. If someone says they can start tomorrow, you might question. Yeah. <laughs> and you're in, and, and you're seeing that in all sorts of home services, yes. you know, whether you're talking rebuilding, refinishing, remodeling, lawn care. Yes. You know, I mean, it's it's for all, the whole gamut. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Tony can say the same thing in the next hour of you know trying to keep people working and trying to have enough people and get through it all. Not that I'm bitter. Not it's that I've been, experienced yeah. any of those things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was very inter- interesting reading some of these because in the past year, it's gone up another three point two percent. So the uh, construction employment has increased and. In, 39 states, they said, in the past year between May and, and May of, you know, 18 and 19. Um, and this is all from, like, the Associated General Contractors of America. So this is big, deep studies that they do. And they, you know, interview all these companies and just really monitor everything that's going on. And, and some of this will relate to an, another article and stuff I, I got some information on about what people are spending and and the cost and everything, but because when this happens, employment increased 3.2% over the past 12 months for, for our industry, 21,000 jobs in June were added. The number of unemployment people trying to seek out these jobs is falling because they're filling them. So what happens with that is guess how much pay increased? 3.2%. Isn't that amazing that it's the actually the exact same number? And it was interesting because when they take the average hourly pay, we actually passed up 
the the private sector altogether. Of so so, our industry is now paying per hour ten percent above the average of the rest of the private sector. So, people going to school and doing all this stuff and getting these loans, you know, I got a little information more on that later. Of you know, they're 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 actually making less, and so of course the cost of construction construction in general, you know, what's the cause of all this? It's it's going up. It's getting more expensive. Um, all the benefits, everything you need to put with it now to keep good people is, um, so it's extremely tight right now. The, the supply of qualified workers is extremely tight. Um, the raising pay, raising benefits, um, a lot of companies now are going over the past two, three, four years are going more and more into hiring inexperienced people and training. There's a lot of training going on. We started our TradesWorks um, program about probably four years ago, maybe something like that, because we were feeling the same thing. How do we get people into this industry? You know, the schoolings, is, is, there's just not as much schooling on it as there was. They need to really fire that back up, you know, and get people back into these trades. So the problem that really occurs, you know, is in that education system, they're just not educating people enough. So, you know, we need qualified bricklayers and craftsmen and carpenters. And, you know, so many people now are going to school. They're coming out with college debt. They're doing all this. They're struggling to pay that off. And we have good qualified carpenters and bricklayers and stuff literally making more money than them coming out of school. And it's like, wow, you know, um, and the cost of schooling getting so high is just, you know, crazy. I remember when we did a bunch of research for my son going to college and they're like, well, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have a total amount of debt that's more than you would make in a year, your first year out of college. Okay, that's impossible. Unless you're going to community college, that's probably the only way to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's pretty crazy how, how they've got that. But so, you know, this is a great industry, man. It is booming. We are busy. Everybody is busy. There's a ton of work out there. It's almost hard to get to everybody. So, I, you know, everybody be patient. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll get through everything. We have the processes and everything to do it. We'll get through it better than anybody else. But, you know, there's the, the delays of starting projects are growing from four weeks to five and six weeks, you know, during the summer. And, and it's, it's pretty amazing how this is coming out and everything. So if you have experienced any of this, feel free to give me a call. Let's have a conversation about it. 314-241-9797. Eric, I think we'll get into our first break. And uh, don't go anywhere. There's a ton of great information coming right after this. She does everything. All right. Here we go. We only got one hour. First segment's gone. I always say this goes so fast. I, I, I love how relaxed it is. I You know, this is my calm down, relax, wear my blue jeans, don't have to look good for anybody radio hour. I'm here to help you out. If you have anything going on, and a little bit later, I've got uh, a fraud thing from uh, the M Missouri Attorney General that I can go over. So kind of talking into some of those dreaded, you know, 
horror nightmare stories that, that people have. If you've got anything like that, feel free to give me a call and let's have a conversation about it or ask me any of your uh, remodeling need questions. 314-241-9797. And so for now, um, Eric, I've got a, a, another one for you. Let me see if I can find this here on my sheet. That Because another thing you were kind of talking about um, before, now I see I can't find where I even put this thing. It's about fixer-up homes. Oh, sure. And people buying homes to be fixed up and everything. Um, <clears throat> and, and, the, and the cost of these things. And so... And, and you were talking, you were looking at one for a while yeah, and got yeah. some inspections and did some stuff and then ultimately decided not to, I got, got yeah. smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and so this is some extremely crazy information about, you know, people buying fixer up homes and, and, um, and, and what they end up spending and, and how it ends up going for them and everything. Um, so in, it, it even went into kind of some of the generations of, you know, they all, it talked about how they spend for different reasons, but when it comes to a fixer up home, the millennials, the gen Xers, the baby boomers all, across the board, they all did it for the same reason. And it was because they could buy the house for less. Yeah. And then they think, well, then I'll put some stuff into it and, and this is great. And like 44% of them went over budget when they were doing all the work on the mm -hmm. home. So in the, in the, the average was about 38% over budget. Wow. And it kind of reminded me of a client of mine because I, I had a client, um, a, a few years back that, and we've done a lot of jobs. We've done probably four or five jobs for these people. But when we were looking at remodeling their basement, um, he just couldn't convince his wife to, to go with us. We were way too expensive. We were, you know, and, um, so we were around a hundred thousand dollars for this really big, nice, you know, uh, basement remodel. And, and they kept talking with somebody else that was 60,000 And his story at the end of it. When I, when I met with him later, we ended up replacing his roof later on was it, it took like three times longer than, than it was supposed to take. And it, it ended up going from 60,000 to over 85,000. Wow. So he was like, you know, kind of going, well, if I, I could have probably convinced my wife that, you know, you guys are worth 10, 14%, something like that, but not having the truth up front it looked like that 38%. It's like almost the exact math. I was like, it's amazing how that actually worked out, but, um, on, on what they ended up spending over. So looking at all of this, they, they did, they, they looked at, you know, some of the houses bought. So they looked at the average cost of a ready to move in house, which which across the country was like 250,000. And then they took all these people and, they paid an average of 199,000 and they spent an average of 75,000. So on average, they lost $25,000 a house, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, now, so some of them made out, Sure, some of them lost 50 or 60 or probably paid 150 or 200 for their renovations. But, and of course this is across the country. I mean, this is, 
this is everybody. There's a lot of houses out there. You know, we got to work on several houses to get, you know, to forward to get to these, these averages. Cause a lot of people don't even do work, but uh, you know, it was very interesting that I was like, so they're really showing an average loss of trying to get into these fixer uppers. And then <clears throat> the other thing I really liked was that like 60% of them said they were influenced by the DIY shows and all shows that. Yeah. that and they were all like, I thought I could have done that for 40,000 and it ended up I'm 75. I'm always amazed when you see that, they, you know, they do the little tally sheet on the side of the screen and it's like, how did you do all that for yeah. $35,000? I want to understand where that labor came from. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can tell you when, um, when we moved into our house, um, that, um, was a foreclosure about, mm-hmm. about four or five years ago and. I did a lot of work on it, but then I ended up finishing our basement. Um, I spent about $30,000. And you know how to do the work. And I did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, probably the only thing I didn't do was my countertops because I got granite. Yeah. You know, it was, I pretty much did the gist of everything. Spent over 30000 with free labor. It was like, wow, you know, like that's, Did the labor feel free, Rich? It, it did not feel did not free feel at free. all, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, well, and that's, you know, it, it, it took about a year, yeah. like a solid year, really, to get that done. It was, um, it was a lot of work. I don't know. I tried installing some uh, hooks for bath towels in my bathroom, and I gave up on that. So yeah. I'm probably not the best uh, <laughs> empathetic uh, yeah, yeah. hand there. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was... Uh, you know, it's it's just interesting how they do all that, and you're thinking, I spent thirty on materials. Mm-hmm. There's no chance, you know, that they actually did all that. Did all three 000, levels of the house? You yeah. know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a kitchen and all, yeah. So it's amazing how those shows, you know, they're not necessarily truthful in showing everything that they that they do and talk about. Um, most of the money they make is through either the TV or through what they don't show is people paying for them prior where they literally, it, like it costs a hundred thousand dollars to be on the show to the client. Mm-hmm. And then that makes the remodel only 30 or 40,000. Well, of course, if someone gave me a hundred thousand, all of a sudden, and, and I only spent 30, you know, <laughs> yeah. on the actual materials and the stuff of doing it. Well, I just, made 70,000 on my labor. I'm doing great. When a lot of times you see these shows where they're buying a house and in the process and all of that and you wonder how that happens so quickly, you know, if you you can find just Google show names things like that, you'll see a lot of times they already owned the house. Oh, yeah. They probably owned it for a couple years. Yep. You know, the whole thing <laughs> is shocker, reality TV isn't reality. Yeah, yeah, isn't it amazing that yeah. yeah, it's definitely not reality, but so so after our next break, because we're going to get into our hard break here before too long, but I've got some more stuff on what people are spending, some of those averages. You will be amazed at, at what these amounts are and, and and what they figured out. And who figured it out, too, is, is really kind of cool. Um, and also, I'll have that hat coming up. And I'm telling you, this one's going to be really interesting that I saw something 
And then I actually, after I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, they, that's really cool. And then my son was like, oh, you've never seen that? The, oh, there's people that just do that with all this stuff. And I'm like, really? So he took me to a website that had tons of information on it. It's really, really cool. Stay tuned when we get back. You're going to want to hear this. All right, we are back. We are just flying right through this, as is almost every week. It goes so fast. Um, it's really amazing how fast this stuff goes for us. But um, So get in on the fun while you can. Get in on the conversation. If you have anything for me, I'd love to hear from you. 314-241-9797. And so... Um, Halfway through the show, as I promised, let's uh, let's get in on this hack here. So I saw somebody that um, had some some stuff from IKEA put together, and they actually did it in a way that it wasn't necessarily meant for. And I was like, "Well, that's really cool." They kind of took a couple things and and made something different out of it, and then I was talking to my son last night and he's like, Oh yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole website of like people that actually do that with Ikea furniture. And so there's this, uh, Ikea hackers out there. You can actually find them, you know, online, www.ikeahackers.net. And they do some of the coolest stuff I, I have ever seen. And honestly, some of it is like, costs almost nothing. It's amazing the things that they've done and they buy these different Ikea things, furniture pieces, and they, and they put them together differently and, and make really cool things out of them. So, so I went through this and I put together just kind of a top 10 list of what I thought was really, really cool. And so number one that I really liked was a, a hidden kitty litter box for under $50. They literally made this this contraption of almost like a cabinet where the kitty litter box is in it. It's got the door. We've done this here at Mosby. We do a lot of really cool pet stuff out of the cabinets, and we've made, you know, stuff like that before. But to be able to buy this stuff and put it somewhere and get it for under 50 bucks is really kind of cool. And um, the, they, they actually put the whole description down of everything that you will need, every tool that you will need, what the stuff cost, everything. So number two that I really loved was a, was a really super easy cat tower that they put together. This thing was like $143. But if you've ever went out and looked at these really big carpeted cat towers and all this stuff, they are, they are pretty expensive. So that's really not that bad, um, you know, for, for what you're, what you're building and what you're doing. Um, so my son's favorite thing we were looking at was a, they, they basically just took a magnetic knife holder, a little kitchen thing that you can mount on the wall and store your knives on it. And they just put it in their utility room and, and put like all these USB cables on it. And you can literally just stick them right on there and organize all your cables and have them, you know, hanging from the, this magnet, which was really cool organized way to keep all those cables, you know, together and easily found. Um, dog steps, they made these really cool dog steps for a smaller dog to be able to get to the bed or, or the couch. This was like $33 to make these dog steps. 
Um, there was a tall kitchen unit that they made out of a couple different things. It's really neat. And, and I'm going to have all this on my, my Facebook. So you can go through and find links and see some pictures and different things on there. If you want to look it all up on my Facebook. Um, but the, the sixth one for me was, um, this modern makeup table and it has four drawers. And, and just, if you need a spot to put on makeup in your room or whatever, is a really neat way to do it. Um, Number seven was this really cool collapsing office desk, and it's kind of hinged, and it's a real space saver, and you can fold it up and move it. Um, a coffee capsule holder, like your little uh, Krieg things that you put the coffee packets on, they, they, they took a like, kind of a towel bar thing and hung it from the bottom of the, bottom of the kitchen cabinets, and it kind of hides, and you can stick all them in there and fold it up. Um, they made a really cool toy storage box um, for all your tools so you can store tools out of they took some furniture and made a really cool thing out of it and those boxes are very expensive for your tools um, and uh, then the last one that I really liked was a storage cubby and reading corner so they put this stuff together and you can store stuff in it and they made a really cool spot where you can get your books and kind of sit and read on this little corner unit so I invite everybody out there, get out there, check this out because it's there's some really affordable things and you can build some really, really cool things. And these are just 10 of the the ones that I like the most, but there's hundreds and hundreds and they've been doing this for years. So check them out, ikeahackers.net. They will have all sorts of cool things that uh, you know you can, you can buy and build in really super affordable prices. And if you want to find any of this, like I said, um, on my Facebook, just search Rich Oris Mosby in, in Facebook, and you'll get to to my professional page. You can find me on Twitter at Rich Oris and, and find all this information. It'll be posted later on throughout next week. So for now, I think we'll uh, we got a call coming in from uh, Jeff that has a question. So let's get Jeff on the line and see what's going on. Are you with us, Jeff? Yes, sir. I. What's going I'm... on? Thanks for calling in. Oh, uh, you're welcome. I appreciate it. Uh, I have a uh, kind of a three-season room, and uh-huh. uh, the floor in the wintertime is very cold. Uh, I thought I could get away with it, but uh, it's just really cold out there. So, And I don't have any heating ducts going out there. It's just heated through the back door. Uh, but I was going to put some insulation underneath the, uh, underneath the floor. I was going to use uh, rolled uh, fiberglass, but I, I'm unsure of where to put a vapor barrier or should I put a vapor barrier there? Um, so, so let me ask you a couple questions. So is this uh, room, is it kind of up on stilts? So it's a, yeah. it's a wood floor, wood subfloor up on stilts. Uh-huh. So you can kind of get to the underside of it. Is it covered with like plywood or no, something uh, like that? No, it's pretty open. <laughs> oh, it's pretty open. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so really that's probably going to be, a, a big part of your answer is um, the the thing I would recommend on insulation is you can use the fiberglass bat, but um, if you invested more in some spray foam, you will, uh-huh. you'll get a greater R value in less of a distance. So okay. it, it will keep a, a better temperature rating. It's it, you're going to need to hire a company and it's going to cost more. They'll have a minimum even just for that room size, but uh-huh. It'll work way, way better for the insulation. But then what you're really going to want to do 
is cover the bottom of that up once that's insulated, whether it's the, the bats that you just put in or whether it's, you know, the foam. Um, you want to cover it up with like an exterior-grade plywood or something like that, and you want to try and air seal it. You want to just seal it up as best you can. Um, and uh-huh. The other thing that that foam will do, it'll, it'll air seal too, so you're not getting air around that that gotcha. fiberglass so that fiberglass bat will let a lot of air through it so if you get wind blowing and you're not covered uh-huh. or if it even blows in even if you are covered you'll still it'll be cooler than it would as if you use the foam so okay but your question on the vapor barrier i put, put none you you really don't no. want a vapor barrier at all if you did want to put something under there that's some type of barrier before any plywood goes on you could use um, like Tyvek house wrap. You want something breathable. Okay. Because uh-huh. so not not plastic. Yes. Not a sheet no, plastic. No. No. No sheet plastic whatsoever on the floor of the wall structure. And the reason for that is, um, and for everybody else out there is so scientifically, the the place that you want to put a vapor barrier on a wall or a floor is on the warm side of the of the room. Gotcha. So in the summer, that's going to be outside, and in the winter, that would end up being inside. Mm-hmm. So you really, you you can't do that in our climate. If we were in a climate where it was always, you know, above the other. seventy degrees, then yeah. you could put it on the outside. And if it, you know, but you're in the Antarctic, you put it on the inside because you're going to keep the inside warmer. It just doesn't work here. And this is why Tyvek house wraps that are breathable that let you know moisture vapor and stuff out. It won't trap any of that moisture vapor, and it'll let it breathe and let it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so the answer to that question, I know you got a long-winded answer and a lot of information <laughs> on the insulation and covering and all that, but the short answer is no vapor barrier whatsoever in our climate. Good. All right. And that's because of condensation and... Yep. All yeah, right. exactly. Okay. You'll cool. end up trapping moisture in there on that plastic, uh-huh. and, and you'll wish you didn't have it in there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Hey, thanks a lot. All right. Hey, no problem. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Really appreciate it. Great question. Something we talk about a lot here at Mosby, too, is, you know, we've been really run through the mill and put through the education and, and really learning how and why and when. And, uh, yeah, we used to, you know, years back before I worked for Mosby, everybody put plastic on the inside, you know, around around the inside of a, the house or the room and, you know, on top of the insulation and then hung drywall on it and everything. And I've seen so many, so many houses like that, where that, that, that water, you know, starts to get around all that plastic and the condensation and the, what you'll see is around outlets and switches and basically around penetrations in that plastic is where you'll start to see water stains on the drywall because the moisture is fighting its way out around those penetrations into the home. So that's a key sign when you see that, you know, you probably got some plastic back there you want to get rid of. So, but yeah, Eric, I think we'll get into our final break here. And if you have anything for me in the last segment, give me a shout, 314-241-9797. I'd love to hear from you. All right, this is it. Final segment of my favorite hour of the week. And we've got uh, Catherine on the line, so I want to make sure I can uh, 
get any questions a- answered. So we'll go straight to Catherine. Are you with us? I'm here. Hi, Rich. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for calling Hi. in. What do you well, have happening? I love your show. So I have um, French doors that go out onto my deck, and they're wood. They're solid wood doors. My house is about 35 years old. I um, last year had a painter who I trust really well, but he came out and he painted all of my dark wood to be white. And um, this just yesterday, I noticed that on my the bottom of the wood door, so beneath the glass. There's a lot of bubbling, that, so the paint is coming off. And I thought maybe it was heat or something along that line, but when I went up to it and pressed on the bubbles, it was actually brown water was in there. Oh. And I can't seem to figure out how water got... I, I, I can't see a break, I can't, and I can't, I can't figure that out, and I didn't know what I should do. So I thought I'd ask you. Okay, yeah. So is there glass in the door? Yes, it's double paint. So there's glass okay. on the outside and on the inside. Okay. Yep. And and are you seeing this kind of right below, like the trim around that glass, or right below on the bottom part of the door below that glass? I am, but oddly, it's only on the inside. So it's not, I don't see anything on the outside of the house. It's only on the inside. Okay. So that's kind of where I was stunned. Okay. I can't so, see that the glass is broken or, mm-hmm. you know, compromised. So. so does the glass itself ever fog up, like in the mornings no. or anything? So, so the seals are probably still good in the actual glass, because it sounds. Yes, I've not. It sounds to me like you've got water coming in, you know, around that glass where the kind of the glass and the trim meets, and it and it seeps in, and it basically just starts eating at the bottom of that door, and okay. you probably got kind of like the path of least resistance for that water for some reason is working towards the inside of that door instead of the outside. Okay. Uh, it's either that or if you if you ever look at the bottom of that glass, um, and this would happen probably way more, definitely in the morning, but what more in the winter, you know, is um, if you get condensation at the bottom of that glass on the inside of the glass, then that could be getting it in there. Um, but, you know, this time of year, I don't think you would get so much of that. It definitely is, it can happen, but it would be way more likely in the winter. And okay. if that was, if you're ever getting condensation at the bottom of that glass on the inside, then you'll want to look at, you know, how well that's insulated and what's the, the relative humidity level inside your home. Because reducing that and keeping it where you need it would help keep that from happening so much, too. Um, but okay. my guess is if those doors are 35 years old, you're probably, it's getting in between the trim and the glass. And okay. and not necessarily a lot, but enough to work its way in and then, you know, start getting behind that fresh paint and bubbling and peeling it off and everything. So a, a, a temporary kind of band-aid fix would be to go outside and like use a clear caulk like a clear silicone and caulk the glass to that trim of the wood to make it try and seal that and 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 see if that helps and if it does help um it it will probably caulk only last so long you'll be back at it and eventually you'll probably need some new doors at some point but that would yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> that could prolong you from that new door thing, though. And if you get that caulk to last a year or two, and then if you just keep recaulking it, then maybe you can save the life of it. It's just, you know, maintenance versus, you know, time and value and, and knowing you don't right. have to mess with it is really, you know, um, if it really works and you never have it again, it may be like just go out there and, and caulk it every year, cut it out, make it nice, and then recaulk it every year, and then you just kind of on your maintenance list to keep it going for you. Have it on there. Okay. All right. Super. I will do that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your help. Thank you. No problem. You're very welcome. Thanks for uh, listening and calling in. Um, definitely something that we see a lot of, and I asked about that glass fogging up and everything because generally what happens is once you keep getting that water in there is eventually that will, as it's rotting the wood, it'll let that glass, you know, the weight of that glass is on that wood. It'll let that glass start to slide down, break the seal of that insulated unit. And then you'll lose your argon gas and everything. And you'll start getting, you know, air in there and fogging up inside between the panes of glass and everything. And, and there you go. That's, that's why some of that, uh, that stuff happens. So, um, but something I did want to kind of get in front of everybody is, um, the uh, fraud alert here from um, our uh, Missouri Attorney General that uh, has a case right now against a roofer that is in in our area that has they've reported up to seventy thousand dollars in losses to homeowners of homeowners that have complained that they've paid him and he hasn't come back and he hasn't done the work and you know kind of all those nightmare stories you you hear about happens all over. And, um, it, it definitely happens, unfortunately, way too often in our area. And this one, you know, in Missouri, close to home. Um, but you definitely want to, you know, just, a just a warning to everybody to do your homework, you know, check into, to everybody you're, you're working with, look into them online, look into, you know, what I say all the time is don't just look at the company and, you know, um, you know, we just had that story with Home Advisor that you know they ended up with someone that was uh, a criminal, basically working on the house and never finishing the project, and they promised to check into them. So check into multiple sources because these things even get through the pros that are looking for them. So you really want to make sure you know look into the people, get that person's name, and and search them on CaseNet and some things like that, and just make sure you're not even a good company can just look that way for good people. You know, they're either going to have stuff in their background or they're not. So just a warning to everybody, check into everything. And I think I'm about to run out of time here. So I'm going to grab into my hat. I got one minute left. We're going to pull out a name here. Jeff has won the uh, Stephanina's gift card giveaway. So congratulations, Jeff. We will uh, contact you and get that out to you. And for everybody else out there, had a great hour. Can't wait till next week. I will talk to everybody next week. Have a good week. Get more at 971talk.com.